Hello, and welcome to Isabel's Project, a new podcast where we explore and analyze different Baroque depictions of musicianship and how those depictions reflect contexts of class, gender, culture, and religion. Today we're going to be looking at Caravaggio's The Musicians from 1597, which is also sometimes referred to as the Concert of Youths. Caravaggio, whose actual name is Michelangelo Marisi da Caravaggio, was born in Milan in 1571, making him only 26 years old at the time that this painting was completed. Caravaggio trained in Rome, where he lived with Cardinal Francesco Maria del Monte in 1595, who would become one of his most important patrons and whose values exerted a strong influence over Caravaggio's choice of subject. Caravaggio is best known for an intense form of chiaroscuro, meaning the contrast between light and dark, that is known as tenebrism. He is perhaps best known for his biblical scenes, including Judith beheading Holofernes, The Calling of St. Matthew, and Supper at Emmaus, as well as his depictions of Greek and Roman myth and his incredible talent for portraiture that manifests throughout all of his work. He is cited frequently as one of the most important figures in forming the style of Baroque art, and his influence can be seen in the paintings of Rubens, Rembrandt, and many others. Given all this religious involvement, it might come as some surprise that the painting we're focusing on today is, at first glance, a relatively a-religious subject matter, particularly when we consider that Caravaggio was under the patronage of Cardinal Del Monte. So why musicians? The Council of Trent had only just wrapped up 30 years prior, and this resulted in a large push from the Catholic Church for new music that adhered to the newly established standards for sacred music, primarily focused around legibility of religious text. This movement is noticeable particularly in the works of Vivaldi, who was churning out a massive amount of sacred music around the same time at the Ospedale della Pieta. Later on, we see the same push for new sacred work manifest in Bach's innumerable compositions for the Catholic Church, from masses to oratorios and many other pieces. So, in context, the choice to show musicians isn't actually all that surprising. Caravaggio depicts four figures here, including one lutenist and one cornetto player, as well as a violin set on the table in the foreground. Based on the rest of his work, art historians have surmised that the cornetto player, who is also the only figure making direct eye contact with the viewer, is almost certainly Caravaggio's self-portrait. Self-insertion in one's work was common practice at the time, and the similarity between this portrait and a different self-portrait of Caravaggio's is most noticeable when looking at his other attributed self-insertion, Young Sick Bacchus, from 1593. The musicians depicts four male figures in a row from left to right, seated in a dark room and dressed in what appears to be ancient Greek or Roman costume. The central figure is draped in a red sash and gazes into the middle distance, while the figure to his right makes direct eye contact with the viewer. The figure on the far left gazes down at the grapes in his hand, and the figure on the far right has his back to the viewer and looks down at the music he is holding. In the foreground, there is more sheet music with a violin lying on top of it. The four boys do not seem to be in the midst of rehearsing, but perhaps between songs, taking a moment to consider the music. While at face value this might seem to be a simple portrait of a group of musicians, it's actually functioning, as most Baroque art seems to do, as an allegory. In this case, an allegory for love and its relationship to music. First of all, 
Close observation of the score laid on the table and the one in the hands of the boy to the right shows that it is a secular madrigal about the sorrows of love. At this point in time, there were both religious and secular madrigals in existence, so it's an important distinction to make. The boy all the way to the left has wings, which represent Cupid, and he's picking at a bunch of grapes, representing Dionysus, which indicates that love, aka Cupid, should be merry and light-spirited, like Dionysus. The boy's classical-looking garments, as well as Caravaggio's demonstrated knowledge of Greek and Roman mythology, is enough to confirm the significance of these symbols. The lutenist in the center is depicted with a wistful expression, presumably caused by the content of the song. He is also draped in a red sash, the brightest color in the entire composition, and red traditionally symbolizes love and passion, confirming that the emotion he's feeling was brought about by the love in the song. But perhaps the most intriguing or mysterious element of the composition is the violin in the foreground. It doesn't appear to belong to anyone in the painting, since they're all already occupied with their instruments or their music. The neck of the violin points toward the viewer, as if they could reach out and pick it up, and the bow is laid across the strings like it was just set down. The cornetto player, aka Caravaggio, seems to be caught mid-glance, as though he's just looked up on seeing the violinist return to the group. This fifth figure is ambiguous, and could perhaps be the viewer themselves, about to participate in the experience of music and emotion that the painting depicts. One other point of interest you may have noticed regarding the violin is its size. It appears to be quite tiny based on the established perspective of the painting. This could be attributed to a slightly bungled use of foreshortening on Caravaggio's part, but given his evident mastery at this point in his career, it's pretty fair to assume that this is actually a violino or violin piccolo, a Baroque instrument approximately the size of a child's violin. The violin piccolo is first called for in Monteverdi's Orfeo from 1607 and reappears throughout the Baroque period, including within the works of Bach. Consequently, we can confidently infer that this is a violin piccolo rather than a standard Baroque violin being painted incorrectly. This painting garnered a lot of attention for Caravaggio's talent and would lead to many more commissions, but it is ultimately a reflection of the values of his patron, not Caravaggio himself. Del Monte was a cardinal with power and means, but he was also relatively progressive and very well educated. The allegorical nature of the work speaks to the level of education Caravaggio would have received in order to portray music and love in a more abstract manner through symbolism, combined with his realistic depiction of human form. This work is neither strictly secular nor strictly religious, since its creation is bound up with the Catholic musical revival, and yet the music portrayed is secular. It speaks to the proliferation of religious influence during the Baroque in every facet of the humanities. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Stay tuned next week when we're going to be investigating Diego Velasquez and his painting, The Three Musicians. Thank you.